week on Thomas and the Bible. We might actually be done with the Pasol as we read his last personal letters to Timothy and Titus. But except for coming up with a good movie title or two, it's the same old, same old with more rules, some cursing of his enemies, and at long last, goodbye and amen. Or we can all hope. Will we get a reprieve from the Pasol? Let's find out this week in Thomas and the Bible. P.S. Don't forget to vote. Amen. Another great intro from Kevin, who is on vacation and still introing. That's Kevin for you. Thank you so much for that. All right, Thomas and the Bible. This is, uh, incidentally, episode 250. And hardcore T&B fans might know that we're only going to 260. We are, I guess, what does that mean, 11 episodes away then? Because when, yeah, as after this is over, it'll be 10 episodes away. Unbelievable. Not to be believed. I cannot believe. It has been so long, but we're getting close. But we have some more boring shit to read first. So here we go. Philemon. It's just this short letter. Um, We're reading Philemon, and then we're also reading Hebrews or half of Hebrews. So uh, half a helping of Hebrews for some alliteration. That's how the pages break down today. So let's talk about Philemon. What is it? Who Who is this Philemon everyone has been asking about? Just who is he? Well, I don't know. I'm going to read about it and then tell you. Well, apparently Philemon is a leader in the Colossian church. Um, and Paul is in prison right now and he's writing to him. And Philemon can't be that great because he's owned slaves. But I, then again... I guess everyone might have back then. I don't know. But uh, he, he has a slave named Onesimus, uh, who we've actually heard about before. I think I remember that name. But uh, maybe he delivers the letters. I don't know. But yeah, that's about it. I think this is a one-chapter thing, so I guess it's not that important. So let's just read Philemon 1, and that's it. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our de- dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Aphia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. Oh, by the way, this is also a, one of the, like, undisputed uh, UFC heavyweight... Cha- no, this is one of the undisputed um, Paul letters. So everyone thinks Pasal wrote this, and nobody really disputes it. So that's a, that's a change-up. Normally, it's no one thinks Paul wrote it, but uh, no, this one's him. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Jesus Christ. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, yet for love's sake I rather beseech thee, being such an one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. So he's in jail yet again. He's a real deadbeat, that Paul. He probably just had a bunch of unpaid parking tickets or something. He never... He was actually never in jail for any real reason. He was just kind of a dick. He got arrested for, like, exposing himself. and so That'd be funny. 
I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sent again, who therefore receive him, oh, thou therefore receive him, that is, mine own bowels. Wait, is it Paul's son or something? Oh, okay, I read up on it. So, (laughs) this is great. So, Onesimus or whatever, it was a slave of Philemon's. He ran away to escape that whole thing, or like he was maybe accused of something and ran away. And then he came across Paul, I guess, and Paul converted him to Christianity, and now Paul wants to reunite him with Philemon. He wants to reunite a slave with his master. So, you know, he's doing a good deed. Oh, you're a slave? Oh, let me uh, let me get you back to your master there, Mr. Slave. But he talks about him like he's his son for some reason. I don't know. They're close. Uh, who knows? Um, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sent again. Oh, I read that. Whom I would have retained with me, that in thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel. But without thy mind would I do nothing, that the, thy benefit should not be, as it were, of necessity, but willingly. For perhaps he therefore departed for a season, that thou shouldest receive him forever. But not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, specially to me. But how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If thou count me, therefore a partner, receive him as myself. If he hath wronged thee, or oweth thee aught, put that on mine account. If I, Paul, have... Sorry, not if. I, Paul, have written it with mine own hands, I will repay it. Albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me, even thine own self besides. Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. There's a lot of bowel talk back then. I feel like we don't we do not do a lot of bowel talk now. I think that was a thing of the past. Having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, knowing that thou wilt also do more than I say. But withal prepare me also a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. There salute thee, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, be with your spirit, amen. Well, that's the end of that little Philemon slave reuniting thing. So I guess we'll go on to Hebrews. All right. Well, Hebrews was apparently written to bring the Old Testament up to date. So this is a lot of the theme of the New Testament, something I didn't really know before doing all this. Paul, well, okay, it it, it was traditionally described as written by Paul, but then I think early church people not just like modern atheists or something, but like early church people were like, eh, I don't think this is Paul. So doubtful that it was written by Paul. It's written by somebody kind of impersonating or in the style of Paul. And the purpose apparently is to convert a bunch of the old law and stuff into new stuff that, you know, is more digestible for people of that time. So it's kind of bridging the gap between Judaism and and, new, and Christianity as we know. So that's kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see what it contains here. But uh, there you go. Oh, it's, it was written possibly around 63 or 64. 1960, the 60s, you know, the Beatles, all that. No, just regular 63. The original 60s, like the 60s. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, 
hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he hath also had, uh, sorry, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Being They do a lot of sitting up there. They just, ah, oh, I've died. Jesus was like, I've been crucified. I purged the sins. Time for a nice long sit. And then they just, he just sits. And they're, to this day, they're sitting. Being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, for unto which of the angels he said at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee? Oh, that's a question, I guess. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he saith, Who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire? But under the sun, unto the sun, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with an oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall all wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture, no, as a vesture, thou shalt fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou, thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? So this this is this is actually hilarious to me. This picture of what an all-powerful God would do according to whoever wrote this. So it, it spent the first bit there, the entire thing was like, well, Jesus is not just an angel. He's actually better than the angels. Because did God say to any of his angels, sit on my right hand? No. That was just what he said to Jesus, therefore he's the son. But I, I love the idea that God made a son, too. Like, why, 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 why would he do that? Does Jesus get to make a son, or does it just end there? Like, is Jesus the only, Jesus is the son, but he's also God, but he's, it's just so meaningless. It is so meaningless. And the idea that, like, people, that, <laughs> thought, I guess, like, or their vision of heaven and God was God saying things like that. I will make your enemies into your footstool. Like God would say, like an all-powerful being would say that. Oh, you shall have your kingdom. Why would an all-powerful being talk about a kingdom? It is so stupid. All right, Hebrews 2. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received just a recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also, bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. For... 
unto the angels hath he not put in subjection to the, uh, the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him, but now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetimes subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. So this is the boringest thing since the Bible. Um, Yeah, just a lot of stuff about Jesus and whatever, like, oh, he was made to suffer and whatever. And it's, I just, I just love how this was all part of God's plan. So I want to know what happened to the free will of the, of like Pontius Pilate and like the Jews who killed Jesus. Did they have free will? How could they have had free will if it was God's whole plan for that to happen? It doesn't, I, I guess we'll have to come up with some word salad in order to just, oh no, God's plan involves your free will. He plans for it, but it's your free will even though it couldn't have not happened. So it had to happen. You ha literally had to kill Jesus in order for God's whole plan to happen. But you could have not, <laughs> even though you couldn't have. So there you go. There you have it. That's how it works. All right, Hebrews 3. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. So it's just, again, Jesus is better than Moses and stuff. I think this is just a real, like, this is a sales pitch to Jews that Jesus is the Son of God and he's better than all these other heroes. Like, oh, you thought Moses was your, you know, 
big uh, prophet or whatever, but it turns out Jesus is even better. It's really, I think this is mostly that. For Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after, but Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast to the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if ye will hear his voice. Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do alway err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they have ha heard, did provoke, Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom he was grieved forty years, was it not with them that he had, that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Ah, uh, yeah, just some religious crap, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to translate as some religious bullshit. I don't know. What is, what, who cares? What, why do, what, what do you want from me? Uh, something about, uh, you know, the people who, who were made to wander in the forest for 40 years just didn't have enough faith. 40 years, guys. I, you can't wander anywhere for 40 years. You really can't. Like, there's no, I mean, maybe like Jupiter or something, like a planet that big. You know, if it had a solid surface that you could stand on and didn't die of radiation and such and uh, all that stuff. But <laughs> if it, like, seriously, you can, how could you wander in a tiny part of the world for 40, 40 years? Guys, 40 years. There's no, you can't wander that much. No one has ever wandered. At that point, you're trying to be lost. There's no way. All right. Well, Hebrews 4. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left of us, uh, us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard. For which we which have believed to enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works, and in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief, Again he limited a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, 
then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of all the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Yeah, I don't know, so just a bunch of religious crap, I guess, mainly. <laughs> Once again, to summarize, religious crap. Something about, like, God created the world and rested, and then he said, like, it's okay if we rest too, but it's like a certain kind of restfulness. Some, I don't know. It's it is really hard to care about something so poorly written. Like this, the Bible could have been so much better. It's so much better. Could have been interesting. Could have been good philosophy in it. Could have been good. I don't know. Good fiction. Good characters that teach a story. Teach a lesson. You know. I just anything but this. It is so boring. It's so boring. But uh, we're already done. I'm not sure why this was such a short reading. I guess just how the uh, page numbers broke out. But I double-checked, and we're on schedule for the, our end at episode 260. So still on schedule. This was a shorter sode, but that's okay. Maybe it'll give me time to talk about a couple things, like the poll at thomasinthebible.com slash poll. Lots of votes, and it is still super close. Once again, in random order, the books remaining, the three main contenders, books that didn't make the Bible, Dianetics, and the Quran. Those are the three that are in contention, and it is still really close. So if you want to decide it, uh, feel free to go to thomasinthebible.com slash poll and vote. Also, if you'd like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash tandthebb. I'd really appreciate that. Oh, also, I need to bring up the fact that I'm speaking at Mythicist uh, Milwaukee. That, rather, it's a Myth Information Conference in Milwaukee, and that's in October. Let me give you the details of that. So that is Myth Information Conference number three. The main event is not me, of course. I'm not quite, you know, I'm not that level. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a side event, but that's okay. Main event is Bart Ehrman and Dr. Robert Price. It's a debate. It's going to be awesome. It's even uh, moderated by Matt Dillahunty. So there you go. That's that's three very interesting folks. I'm hoping to get uh, Bart Ehrman on my show, Atheistically Speaking, at some point to talk a bit about him. I Because I love Bart Ehrman. I brought him up on this show a lot. Uh, he's done some very interesting work. So that should be really cool. Friday, October 21st, just Google myth information and you will find it. I'm speaking earlier in the day. And we can hang out. There's a after party, like a VIP ticket situation that I will certainly hang out with you if you go to and uh, toss a few beers back, that sort of thing. I'm really excited. It's 
it's going to be a talk. I'm going to give a talk on the Bible and my experience for doing this podcast for the million years I've been doing it and uh, some funny stuff that I've come across in all those years. So I can't wait. I hope you'll go if you're anywhere near um, Milwaukee or if you're even anywhere near anywhere near Milwaukee. <laughs> if you're near, 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 near places that are sort of near Milwaukee, I hope you'll go so we can meet. I will be happy to shake your hand uh, if, unless you're a germaphobe. In which case we can do a little fist bump or something. I'm not, so it's just that's on you. That's you. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. I hope to see you there. I hope you'll go to patreon.com slash T and the B to support the show. And those who have, including some new patrons, are Nora Garcia and uh I can't remember if I thank Josh Hogan. Thank you guys so much for pledging. Much appreciated. And my all-time greats, John Bodley, Chris Lukowski, Marcel, Josh Hogan, Philip Gatt, Sarah McPike. Nicole Shepard, Japan, Dan, George Green, Charles Bangwiener, Tom Chambers, Brian Gerford, Lee Primesberger, John P., Travis Peterson, Eriberto, and Rob. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You make the podcast happen. It would end abruptly without support um, because, frankly, who wants to do something this boring? So, <laughs> But I'm really excited to move on to bigger and better books that will be much more interesting. Maybe it'll give me more to work with because this... Uh, this Hebrews is killing me, but I do what I can. I want to at least make sure I'm summarizing and giving you an indication of what's being talked about and all that. So I hope I've done that. All right. I will see you guys next week. <laughs>